Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us five minutes and we provide five cybersecurity tips and best practices for today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from various cybersecurity leaders and their perspectives about cybersecurity in their sector. I'm your host, Renee Taran, CISO for Fortinet's Financial Services. And today we're talking with Susan Tweedy, Senior Vice President with a regional West Coast bank. And we'll be talking to her about her perspectives on cybersecurity in today's financial services. Well, welcome to the Take 5 podcast, Susan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, let's start off by let's have you um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why cybersecurity in financial services is important to you. Sure. I'd be happy to, Renee. Um, I've spent the better part of my career and over 20 years as a consultant focused on solving complex business problems. And years ago, when I started in consulting, systems were primarily on premise and disconnected from other organizations. The focus of security was really on protecting our systems and transactions within the four walls of the business. You know, think back to financial transactions often took place face to face, but now everything is interconnected and people don't transact in person. And that provides a landscape where threat actors can trick you into thinking something is real when it isn't. And so the reason why cybersecurity is so important to me, especially respect to financial services, is because thieves are taking advantage of innocent people and stealing their hard-earned money. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's definitely, uh, there's no sense of, it seems to be slowing down anytime as well. No, not at all. And I recently read an article that said, Americans lost one, over $1.8 billion, $1.8 billion in 2020 through business email compromise. And the way that these, these threat actors, they make your way into your email account and they sit and watch and they might sit in a corporate organization and watch your procurement or your invoices coming through, right? And they'll change the payment instructions on an invoice. And if someone's not paying attention, all of a sudden that money gets paid to a fraudulent account. They're also doing this with just regular consumers like you and I, maybe you're out trying to purchase a home and they see the email threads coming through and you've posted on social media, I'm so excited, I'm getting ready to purchase this home. And then they intercept that and they send you an email that looks absolutely legitimate and it but it's time sensitive and they're playing on your emotions and you think oh my gosh I have to get this transaction completed and it out of haste and just being human you press the button and that money goes to the wrong place and sadly at that point it's gone very true so from your perspective you know what is motivating change or you know really feeling the innovation in financial services and it's really causing you to really change in how you think about security well, it, it's because of all this interconnected, right? And now we're hands-free and we want to do things remotely. How do I know that you're you when you make a transaction? And just as simply as going to the grocery store and tapping your credit card, how do we really know that's you? Uh, with facial recognition, if you're using uh, a smartphone and then you use that and you connect to the system and you pr- process your payment, there's a higher likelihood that it's actually you actually, you know, conducting that transaction. Yeah, and obviously, you know, for assuming for banks, I mean, a lot of that motivation is also being driven from the fact that it's really about user experience, making sure that, you know, users have a, a seamless and, and easy to use um, transactions, would you say? Oh, absolutely. And ease of use is, is critical um, at, at all ages, right? Because at first, we, we tend to think that younger people want to use technology more so than some of us who are a little bit older, but that's not true. It, it really comes down to the actual customer experience and what you're trying to transact and how, how you want to transact. Uh, 
but you need to do that in a safe manner. And I think it's really important that we have a relationship with our financial services institutions. You should be able to pick up the phone and call someone there and have a conversation with them live to feel comfortable with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And that ease of use of the technology and capabilities, um, you know, especially is required, I'm sure in the banking, it's, it's a highly competitive market. So that's really looks at being some of the differentiators for, for your customers. But ultimately, you know, when you think about it, you know, expanding all these different capabilities also means you're expanding, you know, your threat landscape. And so, you know, that concern is, you know, how, how real is that concern about the expanding, you know, threat landscape for, for you guys in financial services? It's very real. And, and I say that because it's 24 by 7 by 365. And I also recently heard that there are hundreds of thousands of attempted attacks daily. So just kind of take that in, right? Hundreds of thousands of attempted attacks. And so they're, they're out there. They're waiting. They're looking for you. Back to the 1.8 billion. Um, we have to be able to verify transactions and we can't trust, right? I think that's the thing is that there's an inherent level of trust and we, we need to be vigilant. And, you know, when it comes to your money, don't trust it. <laughs> don't trust, verify. Absolutely. And so what advice would you have for your peers? You know, when, you know, oftentimes, you know, we see a lot of times, you know, breaches happening um, because of, of the human risk and things like, you know, unsecured devices with the evolution of IoT devices and, and financial services. So what advice do you have, you know, for your peers when asked, you know, how best they should mitigate it? I, I would say insist on multi-factor authentication at every turn. Um, that way you have a second way of knowing that someone is who they say they are. Um, Without that, it, it, just that first level, it's just too simple to hack in and find, you know, find your documents or find your transactions uh, to find your information and move forward. I, I'd also you know, caution people with social media. Um, I think that you have to be concerned um, because the more you put out there on social media, the more people know what you're doing and how you're transacting and you can make yourself vulnerable. You can make yourself a target. Um, you know, large transactions draw people's attention. Absolutely. And that even goes into, like, you know, you mentioned about the social media, but a lot of that comes down to, you know, making sure we're training our humans on, you know, what are some of those good security practices? Um, yeah. And I've seen uh, a lot of financial organizations actually come up with training programs that they regularly send out to their clients. Uh, and they've been hosting webinars and, you know, helping educate them. And also there's, um, uh, there, I think it's from, one of the uh, leading industry associations and it's called hashtag bankers never do that. So, you know, we're, we're not going to do certain things and you need to know, know the things that we're not going to do. Right. And call you and ask you very detailed questions. That's, that's not what we do. Um, but again, it comes back to having a relationship with your institution, but also setting the controls in your account, you know, in, in most financial accounts, you can set thresholds or notify me if there's a transaction at a certain dollar level, notify me when my balance is at a certain level. The last thing you want to do is go to the grocery store and your debit card doesn't work and you weren't aware that uh, a transaction had gotten through. Yep, absolutely. And I, I think that brings up really a lot of good points. And I, I like what you said earlier about, you know, the the, the zero to trust approach. Um, you, know, you kind of need to take that people from a people aspect as well as the devices. You know, we can't trust our devices um, because again, like you said, you know, as soon as that password user ID gets compromised, then we can't trust our devices either. 
So yeah, I like your attitude about that, that zero, taking that zero trust approach. Um, a lot of organizations, you know, when they're looking at their platforms, you know, how critical is it uh, to have an overall platform approach when it comes to securing your IT and operations um, across financial services? I, I think it's paramount, honestly. Um, you know, financial services organizations were highly regulated, as we should be. Um, and because of that, we, we have to periodically uh, evaluate our vendors and our products. So we have to go back through the contracts every year. We have to look do all of our due diligence around the vendors and the applications that they have. And that just takes more and more effort and resources. And so it's complicated. And then you think about, we have to pay all of those, those vendors, right? So the more that you can streamline into a platform, you reduce those requirements and the complexity of your environment. So it, it's really important to simplify. Um, you don't wanna increase your technical training. You don't wanna increase your reliance on third-party assistance. All of that adds in layers of risk and complexity. You know, platforms are more efficient and effective. They enable you to standardize your skills. You can eliminate integrations of disparate products, which can be complicated and costly to maintain. You can streamline your contract and financial management, and you can reduce the reliance on third-party specialists. So I think all of that is important. And, and one of the examples I want to give is if you have a household that has Macs, different brands of PCs, you have iPhones, Android devices, various Bluetooth headphones. How many different chargers do you need? And who has knowledge of each of the operating systems and the security settings for those? Just a, that, That's just complexity that is there today. And if you standardize on one platform, let's say Apple or Android or a specific type of technology, life is simpler for many reasons. Simplicity and security have to work hand in hand but how you get there is up to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's because again, a lot of organizations I know often will say they run 47 different solutions in, in their environments and trying to get all those solutions to work and play well together. Um, it also ends up having the IT and security teams having you know siloed approaches to their security because each of them have their individual uh, management consoles, uh, individual reporting consoles. And so now you're having to weave together your security, you know, operating picture versus having that platform approach where everything works interoperability and can communicate together. Absolutely. And it's, it's like learning a language, right? Is it easier to speak five or six languages than just one? Um, I, I kind of look at it that way. And when you, best, best of breed was great years ago. I, I sold software and technology in, in the best of breed world and did very well. But at the same time, it's, it's created a lot of complications. And I think we're coming back to the platforms and allowing the technology providers because they've brought things together and integrated them, right? We're not in that disparate world anymore. And so um, when you partner with your, your vendors and those platform providers, then you can work together almost like a personal trainer, right? You can have quarterly reviews, you can look at your, your roadmap for the future and you can work together to secure that as opposed to having, again, these 47 different vendors, how, how are you gonna manage all of that? And how are you gonna look at the way ahead and secure it if, if you've got 47 different vendors to work with? Absolutely. Well, Susan, thank you for joining us today and thank you for providing those valuable insights. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. 
And so everyone else, um, thanks for joining this episode of Take Five. Visit our website, fortnet.com slash financial services for more information on securing financial services. The Take Five podcast is brought to you by Fortnet, securing your digital innovation across the entire digital infrastructure, whether in-networked, application, multi-cloud, or edge environment.